Hello, hello. Welcome to day four of Blight Christmas 2. Today, we have Rob Ward, oncoming production's resident muscle, with some Seussian poetry on holiday mob themes. Fair warning, there is some graphic, not-safe-for-work body horror here, so know your limits. Here's How Big Richie Whacked Chris Mast by Polly the Poet. How Big Richie Whacked Chris Mast by me, Polly the Poet. Every crook in Cook County liked Chris Mast a lot, but Big Rich, who ran the north side, did not. Big Rich hated Chrissy. He hated the guy. Why he had such a hard-on for him, no one knew why. Maybe Chris Mast ripped him off once or twice. It could be Chris Mast used some cheap-loaded dice. But the most likely reason is the rumor that spread, that Christopher Mast was talking to the feds. But whatever his problem, whatever the cause, Rich simmered in Ravenswood, clenching his jaw. He paced like a lion at Lincoln Park Zoo. He paced around his basement. What else could he do? His mind began spinning, his face in a frown. He knew that Chris Mast was all over town, boosting some autos, cheating at bingo. And he's connected. He knew all the lingo. And he's poking around, Rich said with a roar. That two-timing bastard, that son of a whore. And Rich bit his thumb, his eyes now blood red. I must stop Chris Mast from squealing. I must have his head. Cause tomorrow, who knew? Chris might have the goods and squeal on Big Richie and all of his north side hoods. Though tomorrow was Christmas, a federal holiday, it wouldn't stop Chris from saying all he could say. He'd go to a motel with several G-men and he'll make a statement. And he'll skirt the pen. To court, Chris would go. To the box, he would walk. He'd sit his ass down and he'd talk, 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 talk. The trial would be over. And because Chris Mass sang, the jury will find Rich guilty and the gavel will go bang, bang, bang. And at the arraignment, Rich would get life. Farewell to his kids. Au revoir to his wife. Rich could do nothing but stare in despair. Thank God Illinois had abolished the chair. Then Chris Mast would go into witness protection. Big Rich would go into the gem pop section. Chris Mast would live free in a flyover state, and Big Rich would never step through the Joliet gates. The more Rich thought, the more he turned red. I must get this guy. I must have his head. He knows every murder. He knows every heist. I must stop Chris Mast from squealing. I'll put him on ice. Then came an idea. An awful idea. Big Rich had a terrible, awful idea. I know what to do. Rich laughed from his balls, and he grabbed the phone book and called the pool hall. He got hold of Lefty, who lost his right hand. Meet me at ten by the newspaper stand. Rich made more calls to all of his crew and assembled a team who would know what to do. He called Tony Tiptoes, fresh out of the clink, Polly the Poet, and Sammy the Shrink. There was Benny the Bullet, who carried five guns, and Holy O'Neill. He once shot a nun. Jackie the Pollock and Herman the Kraut both asked Big Richie, The fuck's this about? 
I'll tell you at ten, by the newspaper stand. The one off of Clark Street, not far from Graceland. Big Richie got dressed in his long maroon coat and hopped in his caddy the size of a boat. At ten o'clock sharp, the gang stood in the snow and listened to the plan devised by the capo. We'll go to his house, take him for a ride, bring him to the warehouse, and see what he denies. Five men hopped in the caddy. The others took a Ford. They sped toward the south side like a barbarous horde. They found Chrissy's house, a ramshackled shack. Some sneaked to the door, some circled round back. It didn't take long to lockpick the front door. When the door creaked open, to the den the gang poured. When the boys in the back finally made it inside, everyone found a pleasant surprise. Christopher Mast was asleep on the couch. From the empty rum bottles, it was clear he was soused. His nose was as red as Bozo the Clown's. The timing was perfect to smack Chrissy around. And all at once, they snarled and they pounced. They punched and they kicked. They walloped and trounced. Once Chrissy's ass was thoroughly kicked, a voice behind Richie asked, Is that you, St. Nick? The gang turned sharply, prepared for a war. But they saw Katie Mast, who was not even four. Santa Claus, why? Why are you hurting my dad? He's a good boy, I promise. He hasn't been bad. Sandy Claus, Rich snorted. Can't you see we're all goons? But Lefty reminded him, Boss, you're wearing maroon. Like Benedict Arnold, Rich made a 180. He got on his knees and he spoke to young Katie. Yes, it's me, Santa. I just had a shave. But unlike yourself, your dad don't behave. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been nice. He's been real naughty. I've checked my list twice. Ho, 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 he boomed with a smirk. I'm sorry, my cutie, but your pops is a jerk. We're bringing your pops up to the North Pole to clean out the stables. It's more suitable than coal. But me and my elves have work to do, my dear. We'll take him up north, and then we'll bring him back here. The lie fooled the brat, and Rich patted her head and sent the dumb kid right back to her bed. They stuffed Christmast in the Cadillac's trunk and made it back north to punish the skunk. They drove to a warehouse that seen better times and dragged Chrissy through the dust and the grime. To an old wooden chair, they restrained their quarry. But Chrissy started spilling some bullshit sob story. Big Richie, why? I kick up my share. Little Katie needs her daddy. Don't you fucking care? Big Richie screamed, I know you're a snitch. Tell me what they know, you son of a bitch! I never talked, never! Chris started to cry. I'm no informant! I don't want to die! Big Rich grabbed a big pair of pliers. He threatened poor Chrissy. Last chance, you liar! But Chris shook his head. He pleaded for mercy. I ain't no stool pigeon! He began to get Percy. And those pliers pinched and pulled out each nail. When Rich went for the toes, Chris started to wail. But he wouldn't admit it. He wouldn't tell. Rich told the boys, All right, 
Give them hell! To hear this next part, it ain't too easy. What they did to Chris would make cockroaches queasy. Lefty with tire iron cracked Chrissy's knee. Tony Tiptoes ripped his face with some keys. Polly the Poet smashed both of his thumbs. Sammy the Shrink stuck a knife in his bum. Benny the Bullet, with an old twenty-two, shot Chris in each joint. Pew, 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 pew! Holy O'Neill took a rusty ice pick and shoved it straight up Christopher's prick. Herman the Kraut and Jackie the Pollock crushed Chrissy's ankles with a 90-pound rock. But Chrissy kept quiet. Well, not when he screamed. And this made Big Richie mad. He started to steam. Richie took off his tie and dunked it in kerosene. He watched as the liquid made the green fabric gleam. Rich warned him, This is it, Chrissy. Start spilling your guts. And then tied a Windsor around Christopher's nuts. Big Richie pulled out his gold-plated lighter. He set it ablaze and with it the backbiter. Christopher screamed at the top of his lungs, Don't you understand me? Am I speaking in tongues? I never talked to the feds. I never talked at all. Don't kill me, Richie. Please don't torch my balls. The whole gang watched the fire. Everyone was appalled. They knew Rich was bad, but this shit was off the wall. Chris's groin turned pink and then a bright red. The poor bastard probably wished he was already dead. Flames hit his pubes. The smell was atrocious. The smoke just grew higher. The flames more ferocious. Chris screamed as dead skin, now sooty and black, flaked off and flooded from his cremated ball sack. Even when fire climbed his thick body hair, Chris kept on swearing, I'm not a rat! I swear! Big Richie decided it was time to stop after Christopher's second testicle popped. And Benny the Bullet, in an act of grace, shot Christopher Mast twice in the face. They all left the warehouse and let the place burn. But Richie was furious. It was nothing he learned. He wouldn't admit it. That guy was Ubats. Christ Almighty, we cremated his two guts. Richie stood for a while, until his head ached. But then came a thought that he made a mistake. It was clear to Big Rich. He came to understand he might have bumped off an innocent man. And what happened then? In Cook County, they say? The ulcer in Big Rich's stomach grew three sizes that day. So when in Chicago, there's a thing you should know. When you're on the north side, avoid the black snow. Dead North and Blight Christmas are oncoming productions created by Sean and Mallory Dillon with assistance from Hot Chocolate Media. Theme and interstitial music is by Eric Ostrom. We very much want to pay the artists that contribute to Dead North while covering our costs. We'd love your help in doing that. Go to oncomingproductions.com to sign up at Patreon to help sustain this podcast with even just $1 a month. Happy holidays. Tune in tomorrow. And stay safe out there.